When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome aboard Giants and Eagles fans to a special bonus episode of our podcast here on NJ.com. This is a joint episode of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and Talk is Cheap, our New York Giants podcast. Obviously this week, it makes sense to do it as we get set for the Giants and the Eagles Monday Night Football in Philadelphia. First place likely on the line. For either team, if they win this game, it's a big one. Week six in the NFL is upon us, so we decided let's get together. Let's bring our two podcasts together, uh, bring two of our reporters together, and let's preview this game here and a little bonus episode of our podcast. So from our Eagles side, from the No Huddle Show, we have Elliot Shore-Parks. Elliot, um, a lot of Giants fans who listen to you right now, along, along with all the Eagles fans. So welcome aboard, man. Happy to do it. Look forward to the game on Monday. And we have Jordan Renan with us here. He covers the Giants for NJ Advanced Media. Jordan, uh, a whole world of Eagles fans are now listening to what you have to say. So welcome aboard here, Jordan. Thank you. I appreciate it. it, it it'll be fun back, back reunited with Elliot. I know. Elliot, why don't you sound excited? <laughs> the last time we did a podcast, Jordan said he'd rather have RG3 over Bradford. So I'm sure Eagles fans are excited to hear his uh, his not, not that far off right now from what I've seen from Bradford, by the way. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, man. You, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You're preaching to the anti-Bradford choir here, Jordan. All right, guys, let's get into this matchup here. I mean, it's, it's obviously a very big one. It always is. But, you know, the way the circumstances of this season have gone, uh, it's, it's a perfect primetime battle. And uh, I guess let's start with a little bit of deja vu. We'll go to each side, uh, your approach and your thoughts on this compared to last year because it was this exact same spot, basically. It was a Sunday night last year. It's a Monday night now in week six. The Giants coming off three straight victories. The Eagles now had a better record then, but still, it was in Philadelphia, a blackout, almost the same exact spot of the season. That was a route for the Eagles. So, Jordan, we'll start with you. From a Giants perspective, is this deja vu? Is it the same thing all over again, or is this Giants team uh, maybe a little bit better, maybe more set up, maybe in better shape coming into this game than they were last year? I think this is a way different Giants team this year. They're way better. They're better offensively. Eli Manning's playing at a higher level. They're further along in the offense. Odell Beckham Jr., remember last year, he had played one game at this point last year. So, you know, he obviously he caught the game-winning touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons, but we didn't know that Odell Beckham was the player he was. He had two catches for 28 yards against the Eagles. Uh, we, we knew he was a big talent. Nobody knew he was going to be as good as he is now. The Giants' offense overall was better. Their offensive line is better right now. Their defense, while still not great, is still significantly better than last year. Imagine that. That's pretty hard to believe. But it's true. The special teams were better. 
and most importantly is the division is way worse. The Eagles and Cowboys were 4-1 and one entering week 6 last year. The Giants were 3-2. and two. So if the Giants lost to the Eagles, which they did, they were 3-3, three and three, and the other two teams were 5-1. and one. Remember, the, the Cowboys beat the Seahawks in Seattle. So the, those two teams, the, the Cowboys and Eagles, were 5-1. and one. The Giants were 3-3. Three and three. They were two full games back of both those teams and inferior teams. This time they come in, they're in sole possession of first place. The division's not as good. The Cowboys have no quarterback. Uh, they have no Des Bryant. And the Eagles, hey, they have no quarterback either while we're at it pretty much. <laughs> And uh, they've really been struggling. I mean, they're they're two and three, but they've almost had a scrap to be two and three. Man, that that was that was hard for Eagles fans to listen to, hearing how much better the Giants are this year. But it's I, reality, though. I mean, no, I, I agree. And then on the flip side, from the Eagles' perspective, last year going into the game, they were one of those four and one teams you just mentioned, but they were a shaky four and one. They had barely beaten a bad St. Louis Rams team. They barely beat the Jaguars. They had gotten smoked by the 49ers, and they had one win over the Colts. So they were, they, there were definitely some major questions with Marks going into that game. And that was a big win over the Colts, though. That got everyone all hyped. That was. That was week two, though. The way it happened, yeah. Right, but they, they, they had not looked good. They, the, the consensus was they weren't as good as their 4-1 and record. So that Giants game when they won 27 nothing, you know, uh, it was prime time, the blackout jerseys, all that. That was a big statement for this team, really. I mean, it kind of, like, solidified them. Now, going into this and going into this year's game, you know, two and three, but I think a lot of people think that they're better than their record this time in some ways. I mean, the defense the defense is way better than it was last year. They're forcing turnovers. The secondary has improved. The pass rush has been a little on and off, but, you know, Fletcher Cox is coming off a three-sack three, three sack game, and that they seem to be, you know, picking things up. So the defense isn't really a concern heading into this game like it was last year. The concern this time around, as Jordan mentioned, is the quarterback, and it's the offense. They they haven't been able to put things together. Even in the games Bradford's played well, I mean, he, he played well last week, and he still had two uh, two bad red zone interceptions. So turnovers have been a big problem for this team through the first few weeks and running the ball. They're coming off their best running game of the year. Um, both DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews had over 70 yards apiece. But, you know, Murray, a lot, a lot of his came on. I think he had 37 yards on one carry. And outside of that, he averaged right around two yards or, or something like that. So the, the running – the running attack has still been a big issue for this team, and that's one of the big differences I see going into this. I, you know, although the Eagles' uh, defense has improved, I wonder if the Eagles can score with the Giants, which is something you never thought you would say during the Chip Kelly era. So, you know, last year you mentioned if the Giants lost that game, their season was effectively over, and, and it was. I mean, they ended up not making the playoffs, and they kind of collapsed. It's the same situation for the Eagles this time around. I don't think the Giants have to win this game. The Giants can lose and still very much be okay with where they're at in the division. The Eagles lose, you drop to two and four, you will have lost to every team in the division. And you know, it just is an, it's another just like last year was a statement to say, you know, this team is legit, even though they ended up not making the playoffs. They did move to nine and three. I think this time around if the Eagles if the Eagles win this game, I think you have to once again look look at them right there with the Giants as competing for the NFC East. If they lose, I think you can pretty much scrap this season because they'll be two and four. Not only that, it'll just show that they're just they're not a good team if they can't win these big type of games. Yeah, I mean, I agree. This is a way bigger game for the for the Eagles than it is for the Giants right now. The, the Eagles are at home. They're you know it's a Monday uh, Monday night game, prime time. They they would be two and four if they lose. This is this is a way bigger game for them. If the Giants lose, think about it. They're three and three. They're still tied with the Eagles. Probably still ahead of the Cowboys. 
I mean, they are ahead of the Cowboys. Cowboys are on a bye, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they're still ahead of the Cowboys. Uh, so they're still in fine shape even if they lose. I, the Eagles uh, the Eagles can't say the same. This is, this is their season. They're, everything is on the line for them here. Yeah, I agree with both of you there. And, and as we look at the matchup here, we'll go both sides. We'll talk about the Eagles offense against this Giants defense and vice versa. Let's start with this Giants offense against the Eagles defense. Now, I think this one's really interesting because if you're a fan of the Giants and you haven't really watched much of the Eagles except just to laugh at them when they've struggled this year and then vice versa, I think the old stereotypes of these units, they've changed a little bit. Uh, you know, talking to Eagles fans, they, you know, they say, well, Eli will get sacked, he'll hold the ball, it'll turn it over, all that kind of stuff. And Giants fans probably thinking, well, this Eagles defense stinks. But it, you know, both of those things aren't exactly the way they were the past few years. So let's start with Jordan here. Giants offense against the Eagles defense. The M.O. in this series over the years has been they pressure Eli. That's how they try to beat him. But Eli Manning's getting the ball out quick, and he's playing some of the best football of his career. So it's not quite that old Giants offense anymore this Eagles defense will see. Yeah, this is a different Giants offense. You should, they, the way they get rid of the ball, Eli Manning, I mean, there was a game, the, the Buffalo game, the game plan was to get it out even quicker than usual. He was getting out in less than two seconds. So, uh, But, yeah, you know what? This offense will be a totally different offense if Odell Beckham is not 100%. And I'm starting to think that it's unlikely he's going to be you know, near 100%. Uh, he's got a hamstring problem, and he's probably going to be at least at the most limited this week in practice. Uh, so whether they can just, he can just come out there and be his same self, his same old self, if he's you know, 75 80%, uh, we really have no idea about that. So... This giant offense, while playing well, may have a little bit more problems than usual this week, in my estimation. Elliot, how about the other side? This Eagles defense, I mean, you and I have talked on the No Huddle Show about this. They've been the strength of the Eagles team, in my mind, and I don't think they're getting enough recognition. I mean, Fletcher Cox had a big week last week, but the Eagles defense, it's, it's certainly not bad anymore, and it's, it's probably bordering on pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, as you mentioned, we've talked about them potentially being a top-10 unit this year. And in some ways, they have been. They're very good against the run. They're, they're top, I think, five or six in interceptions. And that's really the key. I mean, from talking to players in the Eagles locker room on, uh, on Wednesday, they know they have to get after Eli Manning. I mean, Manning's only got two interceptions through five games or five or six games this year. Um, and, you know, he's taking care of the ball, which is something he's traditionally not done. I mean, in 22 games against the Eagles in his career, he's got 22 interceptions. So they've done a good job in the, uh, throughout Manning's career of forcing him to turn the ball over. But as Jordan mentioned, he's getting rid of the ball way quicker than he used to. Yeah, they're scheming it. They're scheming the ball out of his hands quick. Yeah, not only that, I mean, and maybe you know this probably reflects on that a little, but the offensive line everyone thought would be one of the worst in the year. And, you know, you can take what you will from pro football focus, but they have them ranked as the 16th best pass rushing uh, line. And obviously part of that is Manning's getting it out. But, you know, the line has been better than people thought. So for the Eagles, the key is going to be to try to rattle Eli Manning. Now, I don't know if they can do it. I mean, Fletcher Cox did have a very good game last week, but they're not getting great production out of guys like Brandon Graham. They have no no depth at outside linebacker when it comes to pass rusher. So they're really they're banking on Fletcher Cox having a big game, and he's certainly capable of it. But if you're the Giants, I'm sure you're scheming for that. So yeah, well, here's the deal about the Giants, which actually favors them even more. They're stronger on the inside. Their problems are on the edge in regards to pass protection. So. You know, that opens the door for guys like Brandon Graham, but at the same time, they should do okay against Fletcher Cox in the strong interior of the Eagles. Yeah, and they, the Eagles move Fletcher Cox around a little bit, but you're right. Overall, he will be coming from the middle. I mean, maybe a guy like Vinny Curry, who's, had a, who's not had a very good year this year, he's a guy that 
you know, the Eagles could use a huge game from because he because he rushes from the outside. But the other big question when you talk about the Eagles defense versus the Giants offense is how's Billy Davis going to scheme? I mean, last year towards the end of the year when the Eagles were collapsing, uh, Billy Davis admitted he did not do a good job making adjustments and dealing with these kind of star receivers. We saw Deshaun Jackson have a big game against the Eagles, and then we saw Odell. And granted, the last game of the season when it didn't mean much. He had, a, I think, it was career high, 185 yards. Oh yeah, he killed him. He killed him, right? And now that was one of the big reasons the Eagles redid their secondary. They brought in Byron Maxwell. They brought in Walter Thurman, who Giants fans remember from one game last year. But he's actually, been, <laughs> he's actually been amazing in safety. Kind of remember, maybe a little bit. Yeah. If they if they, if they fell asleep, they might have missed him. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Eagles Eagles fans, he's like a savior to them because they, they Eagles haven't had a good safety in years, even though my boy Nate Allen was better than people think. But that's for another podcast. Oh yeah, come on. That cost <laughs> me. That cost me dinner, by the way. But anyway, let me just say this. Byron Maxwell, he better thank his lucky stars that Older Beckham has a little hamstring problem because if he didn't and he was 100% and they had to get that one-on-one matchup, that would be a complete mismatch. And the, I hope the, even if he's not 100%, I hope that's not the Eagles' plan because that won't, work, that won't turn out well for them. That's the, that's the question. I mean, you know, uh, Be- Benny Logan said yesterday, and Benny Logan played with um, Odell in college at LSU. He said nobody in college single-covered Odell, but he's seen teams do it in the NFL, and one of those teams was the Eagles. Billy Davis, the Eagles defensive coordinator, he loves to just leave his guys out on a corner. I mean, out on an island at corner. It's just what he does. So we'll see if this year, I mean, this week, if he makes those adjustments. He hasn't really. Uh, he showed in week one uh, the Eagles let Julio Jones put up a huge game on him when Byron Maxwell wasn't able to stick with him. So Jordan's right. If the Eagles, even if Odell's not 100%, if the Eagles leave Byron Maxwell or Nolan Carroll, because they're not going to have Maxwell shadow shadow Odell, whoever gets lined up with Odell, if he's going to play sides, they're going to play sides no matter what. They're going to play sides no matter what. That's what Maxwell said. So, so that's a questionable decision within its own when you consider how much you pay Maxwell. But if they don't give whoever is covering Odell help, I mean, you're right. The Giants' offense is better. They're going to score more, obviously. Than they did last year, clearly. But yeah, they put they put Odell in the slot too a lot. I mean, he plays like 20, 20 or so snaps a game around in in the slot, moving around. So yeah. and you know what? He he to Odell when he he absolutely toasted uh, Richard Sherman last year. He he crushed the Seahawks in that game too. It's kind of like that giant uh the 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 Giant Eagles game at the end of the year. He was that good that day in Seattle. Yeah. He he had his way with Byron Maxwell and uh, and uh, Richard Sherman that day too. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what Billy Davis has, has cooked up. But, you know, if you're an Eagles fan and you kind of hear that the game depends on a Billy Davis scheme, that's got to be a little little scary considering the, the magnitude of this game. It does for Billy Davis, certainly does for the Eagles. And, and Beckham, uh, he's certainly capable, if he's healthy, to have a, a big game out there. The other side of this matchup, guys, I mean, it, the way both teams have played and their, compared to their strengths and their weaknesses – it feels like you could almost see how this is going to play out and how the the conversation will be after the game. And, uh, Elliot, I'm sure you're ready for it. I mean, look, the Giants stopped the run as well as almost any team in the league so far this season. The Eagles have been inconsistent running the football. The Giants don't have a very good pass rush. And from what we're hearing as far as right now, we're recording this podcast on a Thursday morning, Prince of Mukamura, one of the Giants' two starting quarterbacks, the strength of their defense, uh, he's suffering from a pec injury. He is probably not going to play or will be questionable. He's a he's a toss-up at best. The Giants' secondary will be compromised. They stopped the run well. Elliot, this feels like a game where if Sam Bradford plays well, the Eagles have a really good chance. If he doesn't, they're in big trouble. Sammy B time. There we go. 
Time for Brad. Yeah, that, it's devastating. Let me tell you this real quick. It's devastating if, without Prince because they have no depth at cornerback. Well, that might not be a problem, Jordan, because... <laughs> 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 no, I mean, here's the deal. Bradford has been playing better the last two weeks. I mean, he, he looked good last weekend against the Saints, especially in the second half. And, and Chip made a joke this week. He almost wishes the team could scrimmage before their games because Bradford's been that bad to start games. And part of that is rust. I mean, I know he's been in the league for five years, but, you know, he didn't play in the last year, year and a half or so. So I do think he's slowly getting better just because he's getting used to the speed of the game. That being said, his accuracy has still been abysmal. I mean, he misses guys. And that was supposed right. to be his strength. I know, and that was – well, even coming into this year, I think he was only a 58% completion percentage with, in St. Louis, and that's the thing. For Giants fans who haven't been watching Bradford, I'll, I'll do my little Bradford spiel. Everybody in St. Louis, you know, the thing was his receivers were dropping passes. Offensive line wasn't very good. Well, through four or five weeks, everyone's saying the same thing about the Eagles. They're saying the receivers are dropping passes, which is true. There has been some bad drops. I think I saw that Eli and uh, Bradford are tied for two quarterbacks with the most drops this year. Yeah, and look at Eli's. Eli's quarterback rating is over 100. He has 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. So that this is exactly my point I was making. Everybody wants to point to excuses for Bradford, but the reality is through his career and through these first five games, he just has not been good. He has not been a good quarterback. Yes, he makes throws every once in a while, and he does put up some yards, but every quarterback in the league this, these days puts, puts up yards. Everybody throws touchdowns. Yeah, I think it would help if he had Odell Beckham. No, he, does, he doesn't quite have those kind of, that receiver. That, that, that hurts. But coming into this year, I mean, everyone was talking about the Eagles as a potential Super Bowl team because they said, you know, uh, the, the, they, had, they had talent at receiver. They could run the ball. They had great running backs. And, you know, the running, the running game has been an issue. But overall, if this is a game where Sam Bradford is going to have to carry the Eagles, look, it could happen. I think I'm going to end up picking the Eagles, even though I have questions about Bradford. But the reality is Bradford has shown nothing in his career to make anybody think he's ready to win a primetime game with this type of back, with this type of, even though it's only week six, this type of, of stakes are on the line. Jordan, how about from your perspective? The Giants' defense, uh, I think they have probably surprised some people this year. They've been opportunistic, obviously, forcing a lot of turnovers. The Eagles have turned the ball over a lot. Is that where you look in this game? If the Giants are going to win, they're going to have to keep that up, forcing turnovers and, and getting the ball away from the Eagles? Absolutely. I mean, that's this Giants defense is, look, there are two ends of the spectrum. Uh, they're, I, I think they're actually second against the run now. I think they were first going into this past week. I think they dropped a second, but they're second against the run, and they're 32nd against the pass. Like they're going to... They're going to give up a ton of yards. I mean, that's just the way that's just the way they work. I mean, the 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 pass defense is not that good. Yeah, they're they're set, they're thirty second allowing three hundred and four yards a game against the pass. So to think the Eagles aren't going to run the ball, or you know, I, I say run the ball. I didn't mean that literally. They you know move the ball up and down the field at will and gain yards. Is, you know that's just going to happen. I mean, that's just how this. I I can't see the Giants having a complete shutdown. Their pass rush isn't good enough. Uh, their secondary isn't good enough, especially with Prince now at, at best uh, damaged goods out there on the field. So, yeah, there's major problems. They have eight takeaways. They're going to need a couple of those. They're plus five for the season. That's sort of been the Giants' recipe for success. They need to do that. And, look, every one of their games except for the Bills were, were pretty close. If they, hadn't been plus, if they haven't been plus five, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't have a chance in some of these games. So that's the recipe. Let the Eagles move the ball up and down the field. Be successful in the red zone. They've been a pretty good red zone defense this year. Create some turnovers. Make some plays on special teams, although the Eagles, I don't know if you can do that against the Eagles. Uh, but the Giants special teams have been pretty good this year. 
They haven't allowed many big plays. So that's a positive, especially compared to years past when they were an absolute disaster. So defense, special teams, just be good enough. Try and win the game with the offense. That's been the game plan since day one. All right, guys, a couple questions for you from Twitter. Uh, our listeners of both podcasts chimed in with a couple questions. Uh, then we'll get a key player or two and, and some predictions, and, and we'll wrap up this bonus episode here. We'll start with this one uh, from Midnight and White in Eagles fan chimed in. How, wants to know, how does the Giants' offensive line, uh, which has had a lot of changes over the past couple of years, stack up against the Eagles' front seven? You touched on it a little bit, but just in, in particular that matchup, we'll start with Elliott. Eagles', uh, Eagles defensive line, against the Giants' offensive line. How do you see that one going? Yeah, I mean, as you said, we touched on this a little bit already, but the Eagles are going to need big games from Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry. Um, Fletcher Cox is going to do what he does, but at the same time, you're the Giants. You have to think you, you know, you're going to double-team him. So I think the Eagles should be able to get after Eli Manning a little bit. Their pass rush has been improved, but, again, if Eli Manning is eating that ball out in two seconds or less, I don't know, you know, the Giants' offensive line is good enough where I think they could potentially neutralize the uh, Eagles' pass rush. And then for you, Jordan, uh, from Ed, a Giants fan wants to know, with the Mukamura's injury, which we touched on here, and Jordan, you had mentioned a few minutes ago the depth behind the Giants' top two corners isn't very good. Uh, Ed wants to know who's the next man up. So let's say Prince can't go on Monday night and he's going to, you know, he'll be officially out if that happens um, over the course of the next couple days. We're recording this on a Thursday. Who's going to be out there? Who's going to be this other starting corner opposite DRC? J. Ron Hosley will be the other cornerback. I, I, might make, I might scare you a little bit, but he's their guy. You could also possibly see Tremaine McBride back on the outside, but he actually struggled with a groin injury in recent weeks and then got benched last week. So, uh, yeah, it's J. Ron Hosley. He's been the guy that's been in there as the, as the third cornerback this season. I know that's scary. He has, been, he has played better, but I'm still – I wouldn't be confident seeing him in a in a big full time role. So, uh, but that's the way the Giants are going to have to roll right now. All right, from each of you, give me a player that maybe isn't standing out when you watch. You know, people see the ESPN commercials Monday Night Football. So, not the Eli Mannings, not the Beckhams, not even the Bradfords, the quarterbacks of these teams, or Fletcher Cox. Elliot, we'll start with you. An Eagle that Giants fans should keep an eye on. The type of player that could play a major role in winning or losing this game. Uh, on Monday night, kind of an under-the-radar uh, player to watch. Yeah, I'll give you one on offense and one on defense. On offense, I'll go with Josh Huff. He's coming off of his best game of his career, really. Um, and he's a guy who can kind of be an X-factor for the Eagles. Mike Quick, the uh, Eagles radio analysis and great, uh, obviously great receiver, is that he thinks Josh Huff can be you know, the difference maker in this offense. He's, he's the fastest receiver they have. He's great after the catch, so he could present some problems for the Giants. On um, if he's able to have the same type of game he had uh, last week. On defense, I'll go with Walter Thurman because one thing you know me and Jordan talked about earlier was what are they going to do against Beckham? And if he let's assume he's 100% or close to it, the Eagles don't have anybody that can really match his speed. Not that I'm not sure anybody in the NFL does, but Walter Thurman is Eagles' fastest uh, secondary mem- uh, player in my opinion. He can he has history playing cornerback, so it'll be interesting to see you know potentially what he does and how he's used in, in covering Beckham. You know, the funny part is he knows Beckham basically not at all, which, yeah. uh, you know, as a player, because Beckham missed almost all the training camp in the first four weeks of the season. So basically, he never went up against Walter Thurman, which is kind of ironic if you think about it, because they were teammates. There was rookie year. Yeah, not so funny for Eagles fans, though, depending <laughs> on where. <laughs> so, okay, my guys, I'm going to go with, let's, let's start an offense. I'm going to go with, first, let me just say this. I'll go with two quick guys on offense. Dwayne Harris, he's been their third receiver. He could be asked to step up even more 
has 11 catches for 123 yards and a touchdown these past two games, has been a much bigger part of the offense. If Ruben Randall and Odell Beckham limited even a bit, Dwayne Harris's role is going to increase even more. You know, he was a fifth receiver, special teams guy with the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants signed him this offseason, stepped in for Preston Parker when they had to cut Parker because he couldn't catch the ball, a pretty important uh, quality for a wide receiver. So watch out for Dwayne Harris. Also, the Giants are significantly better on the interior. Big reason for that is center Weston Richburg. He's been great for them. Uh, watch him against Fletcher Cox. It should be a really good matchup, or, or Benny Logan and those guys on the interior. Uh, that he's been really good this year. And on the defensive side of the ball, the Giants, I mean, uh, Eagles fans might not know about this guy, really mu- very much about him, but Kerry Wynn, look, he's a defensive end, second-year guy, undrafted out of Richmond, not much of a pass rusher, but you'll see he comes through these last two weeks, three weeks, he's averaging about seven or eight tackles a game because he's a monster run defender. So Kerry Wynn, and I, I know you know the Eagles like to run the ball, Kerry Wynn has been playing more than any other defensive end on the Giants roster. You'll see a lot of him this week, especially against the run. I expect him to have another big game against this Eagles offense. So those are some names to watch. And let's wrap this bonus episode up um, with your thoughts on what we might see Monday night, a prediction. Now, you guys have a couple days. We're recording this on a Thursday before um, you'll put out your final prediction. So you can feel free to change it. But as of right now, as of midweek, as we head towards Monday night football, where are you leaning? Elliot, we'll start with you. Giants, Eagles, first place on the line. A blackout should be a great atmosphere at the link. What are you thinking about how this one's going to play out? I mean, it's so tough to predict with this Eagles team because, you know, they look so different week to week. Last week against the Saints, who are not as good of a team as the Giants, that was an absolute must win for the Eagles. They came out and they played their best game of the year. They won 39-17. to Really, it was 39-10. The Saints had a last-second touchdown. So, I look at this Monday and I say, look, as we've discussed, the Eagles just need it. They need it way more than the Giants do. The Eagles lose this game, their season's basically over. The Giants lose and, you know, yeah, it's a tough loss, I guess, but it doesn't mean much. So from an X's and O's standpoint, I think these teams are kind of even, or although I'd probably give the edge to, to the Giants just because of the quarterback play and, you know, that's a, and they have more talented receiver, I guess. Obviously they do because of Odell. But because of the big moment of it and how much the Eagles need it, I just think the Eagles find a way to, to squeak one out and to get a victory. Oh, the fact that I agree with Elliot almost completely, <laughs> completely that it hurts to say that a little bit. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good to say that. I actually think the Eagles are going to cruise to an even bigger victory than Elliot, though, a little bit more. Think about it. You look at the Giants right now, Odell Beckham, Prince of Mukamara, Devon Kennard, all three of them, we don't know about them being, any of them being completely healthy is probably not going to happen. Those are maybe three of their four best players on the entire team. Uh, the Giants are really beat up right now. We don't know about John Beeson. He had a concussion. And he's going to be a struggle to make it. There's a lot of question marks with this Giants team right now. It's a bad spot for them on Monday night in Philadelphia. Everything is tilted in the Eagles' favor. If they can't win this game, and they, and actually if they can't win it, hand, win it handily, you really have to wonder what's going on there in Philadelphia and if they're ever going to put it together this year. I think everything is in the Eagles' favor this week. And I actually think they're going to win pretty handily. I, there's just too much for the Giants to overcome at this point. Too many injuries uh, to significant players at this point. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with – I see the Eagles actually winning this pretty easily. And like Elliot said, everything. I totally agree this is a way bigger game for the Eagles than it is for the Giants. Everything is on the line for them. Well, Sam Bradford takes your challenge, Jordan, and he says get ready. All right, Elliot, i got to ask you because – 
you know, we've had this conversation before. You, I hear you killing Sam Bradford basically nonstop here on this podcast. You still going with him over Andy Dalton? Oh, my God. I've gotten so much stuff. Here, here was my point about this. <laughs> and we'll, wait, wait. This is a yes or no. Andy Dalton, Sam Bradford right now. You really going with, with Bradford? Give me Bradford. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure. All right. Give me, give me a quick explanation. I got it. I got to hear this ridiculousness. So before Elliot, before Elliot, before you go on, so anyone who who hasn't read uh, Elliot's piece, so every week, it's every week, right? Yeah, it's weekly. So we, weekly, Elliot um, does quarterbacks he would take Sam Bradford ahead of, or weekly he trolling, <laughs> or wouldn't take Sam Bradford ahead of. Um, kind of ranks them, and I, I think it's been really the whole season. You've had him ahead of Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton this year for the Bengals. Is playing. I mean, obviously, his best football, and they're undefeated. So go he's ahead. For, I just want to make sure everyone knew what we're talking about. He's up for all the right. MVP. <laughs> all right, all right. First, let me let me preface this by saying nobody can say I'm being a homer because I rip Bradford 24/7. So for me to take a quarterback over Bradford is really saying something, or vice versa. For me to take Bradford over a quarterback is saying something. My my take on it is this: Andy Dalton has never won a playoff game, and I know Bradford hasn't been to the playoffs, but. At least I've seen what Dalton can do in the playoffs, and it's nothing. Maybe that changes this year, and he is playing very well. But I would at least be interested in seeing Bradford, what he could do if he would get there. I know what Dalton is. I don't think Dalton's ever going to change. So that was my opinion on it. It was just it was taking a, a it was taking a a bet on Bradford's mythical uh, potential as opposed to with Dalton. I think he's already maxed out. Now watch him win the Super Bowl this year, as Jordan predicts him to do every year. But. You know. <laughs> No, you know what? I'm actually I'm I'm sort of off the bandwagon, even though I do like them. I just I you know I'm I'm still hesitant on that. But maybe I was just maybe I was just too early, and I jumped off too early. I was yeah. too early to predict it, and then jumped off too early. The Bradford train's coming, Jordan. Get on it now. Get on it now. Get on it, everyone. As we head towards Monday Night Football, uh, guys, this was fun. Thanks for doing a midweek podcast, Elliot. Um, we'll see you next week for uh, another episode of the Eagles. And and Jordan, same thing with the Giants. Thanks, guys. See ya. You got it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our joint podcast, The No Huddle Show, Meets Up with Talk is Cheap, our Giants and Eagles podcast here on NJ.com. Enjoy the game. We'll be back next week to talk about the, you know, break it down and talk about each of these teams respectively right here on NJ.com.